Clock's on the stove. Hey, man, I don't know what. He said clock on the stove, but they better take their ass home. What's going on, guys? Clock's on the stove, back in action, live here at you, NFL Week 14. Let's talk about it. We haven't talked about the NFL in a while. A lot of crazy things have been going on. Let's talk about the NFL. First and foremost, before we dive into anything, you already know we don't discuss Thursday Night Football on our, on our pod because we drop a TikTok. So check us out on TikTok at Clock's on the Stove um for our thursday night football but diving into today let's talk about some news a lot of a lot of things have been um have been happening recently in the nfl mr zach watts starting off with the titans fired their gm john robinson what are your thoughts on this situation happening you know um trying to see right now where the standings are yes so i'll look at the standings real quick Specifically with the AFC South. Yeah, so the Titans are actually leading the division. Uh, they're sitting at 7-5. and five. And, you know, you would think considering, you know, you're at 7-5, and five, you're leading your division, you're in the middle of a playoff push, why change the dynamic of what's going on? Um, but, you know, I think the rest of their team isn't really that good. Or not the rest of their team. The rest of the division is not good. You know, the other three, the Texans, the Jags, and the Colts, all below 500, well below 500. I think the next is as close as the Colts at 4-8-1. Um, but, you know, if they don't feel like things are going in the right direction under their current GM, then you need to make a switch. And, you know, I also think they're in that spot where even if they make the playoffs, they're not going to go deep. That's kind of their mindset, so that's probably why they made that switch. Um, you know, I'm not too familiar with Mr. Dorsey here, if anyone um, – spoke out about anything i know i, I know i follow uh taylor Lewan. Um, i know and, um what i was reading and like i guess i don't really follow the titans so i couldn't tell you um too too much like in detail or like anything crazy but supposedly him and vrabel weren't really on the same page and like it got really bad when they traded aj brown and that's when vrabel was like bro what the fuck and that's where vrabel started getting like not really happy and and if you if you listen to busting with the boys or you listen to a lot of these interviews with some of these Titans guys, they play for Vrabel. Like, they they fuck with him. Like, a lot of these guys like playing under him. They like doing what he does. So I think it was – I don't know if it was – like I said, I don't know the full extent. I don't really know. But I'm wondering if it was, like, a power thing where they were, like, button heads too much and it was kind of like the Titans had to make a decision on, all right, we're either going to rock with Vrabel or we're going to rock with this guy, and they rocked with Vrabel. Yeah. I mean, I would too, honestly – the. Like, he's playing the NFL. He knows how to lead a locker room. He's a leader of men. Um, he obviously has a very good relationship with his players. Um, I definitely think if you're an owner, if you have to choose between keeping Vrabel or keeping your GM, you're 100% going to pick Vrabel um, out of 10 times. So I think they made the right thing. Have you I seen don't... the stories about, like, them doing morning workouts and Vrabel's, like, doing them with them? Like, he's, like, deadlifting, like, 600 pounds. Like, he's fucking in there in a collared shirt and khaki shorts doing the morning workouts with the linemen. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. You see, like, Dan Campbell do that shit, too, sometimes. It's just, like, kind of funny because these guys are older shit. Pete Carroll, even though he kind of catches some flack for it because they think it's more, like, cringe because he's, like, 80 years old. And they're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Um, I mean, hey, whatever you can do to get your players on your side, I'm all for it. Um, obviously, the, the guys love it, or otherwise they'd probably call, call them fucking corny. Oh, dude, I'm all for it, too. And I remember, when, like, when I was growing up, I, I'd had wrestling coaches, like my, my wrestling coach at a ten prep, Coach Andy Bricker, he would do the whole practice with us. So like you could never get mad at him for making a making 
you could never get mad at him for making us do something because he would do it too. And then that would piss us off more, but it also made us respect him so much more because anything that he expected from us or asked us to do, he would do it himself as well. So it was like, all right, I can't be mad at him because he, he believes in us to do it. So he's going to show that he's showing us it's possible to be done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty unanimous if you're a Titans fan when that AJ Brown trade happened, you were like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, you could also see from the other side of it. Um, we've seen the clip of Jason Kelsey when he found out that they got AJ Brown, like the Eagles were ecstatic. Like they were like, Holy shit. Like we just got a game changing player. Um, so the fact that they were able to react like that shows you um, how much of a game changer he actually is. Um, and I'm sure the Eagles are happy about it considering how well they're doing Titans. Not so much. Yeah. Um, moving on from that. Um, I actually have a little question to post for us today, and we'll keep it NFL-related. Uh, I saw this on PFF, so I wanted to get people's thoughts on this. If you had to build your team off a specific wide receiver duo right now in the NFL, who would you choose? Now, here are your options. Number one, you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. As we all know, they are two of the top five leaders in receiving yards this year in the NFL. Number two is Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. As we all know, they are insane. Uh, Joe Burrow loves them greatly, even without an O-line. And number three, it would be the man himself, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Now, personally, if I'm building a team, I'm going to have to go with Tyreek Hill and Jalen well, Waddle. Just well, off this before, year. before we go into our picks, what are some other combinations out there? I mean, you got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are out there. You got Mike, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. That's who I was thinking of as well. Um, I feel like there's a big one we're missing. Well, we uh, we have a you can do a Monra DJ Chark if you want. You can do um, I guess you could do Deontay Johnson, Kenny, or um, and George Pickens if you really yeah, wanted. Too soon, too soon, too soon. Mike, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Yeah, that's a good one. Mike Williams, um, Keenan Allen's a good one. Yeah, the Ravens um, got no one. The Bears got no one. The Packers got no one. Yeah, I'm trying to go through. Uh, step on Diggs and Gabe Davis. That's a good one. So that's not a, that's not a bad one. Or you could change it up and do Stephon Diggs and Isaiah McKenzie. Yes, also good choice. Um, yeah, there's a who lot. Who the of, hell do the Chiefs have? Travis Kelsey and who else? Yeah, Travis Kelsey and I guess you could put Juju. I mean, but like, <laughs> it's really just Travis. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, flashiness, obviously, I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Oh, we're, think... we're missing, we're missing um, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I uh, think personally, amazing. for longevity, like for multiple seasons, I personally think I'd go Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. You know, I'm going to say one that I didn't list, and maybe it's because – this guy's just been doing so well this year. I would take DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I just really like them. That's sleeper like as Gino. fuck. That's sleeper as fuck. Yeah. Yes, I love what Geno Smith has done this year. We'll obviously get more into our Geno talk later um, in the show. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with them. I it didn't even come to my mind, but I have like all three of them in all my fantasy teams, and I'm like I've been relying on them literally all fucking year. So I might as well just like stick with my boys. Yeah, and my dad, my dad got Lockett. He was a little nervous when he got him. He got him late in the draft, and he's like, "Damn, bro! Like they only throw to DK." And then Gino has been dishing the ball out to everyone. I got Noah Fant on my fantasy. He's been dishing it out to him. And my dad was like, "Did they only throw to DK, or was that just Ross?" 
So yeah. when you utilize Lockett and you utilize DK, I like that, Zach. That was a good that was a good sleeper pick there. Um, moving on from that, going to another wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. A lot of talks. Where's he gonna go? Where's he gonna go? They want to sign him right before playoffs, you know, get him out there for the postseason. Um, and right now it looks like the Cowboys and Giants are our front runners. But I read an article yesterday stating that the Cowboys are a little nervous because they don't know how healthy his knee actually is and they think he's playing it off better than it is. Yeah, um, you know, Jerry Jones had his concerns saying, uh, we don't know if we'll be ready to go until mid-January. We don't know if we want to take that risk uh, risk based on how much money he's demanding. Um, look, the way I see it is you either want him or you don't. You're in a position where you think you're confident enough to make a deep playoff run without him, um, given you have Michael Gallup, you have C.D. Lamb. Um, if you want to throw in Dalton Schultz in there uh, as another target, Sure, why not? But to say that he wouldn't help your team, uh, I think is disrespectful to OBJ. Look, I know he's been out for the year. He's dealing with his injuries. He wants to get paid the money he deserves. Um, I just feel like he hasn't really like settled in into a place since the Giants. And that's the other team that's still in a bidding war with him is the Giants. You know, does he complete the homecoming story by returning back home um, to New York where it all started? Personally, I think that'd be the best story fit for him. Um, you know, I think he's grown a lot as a player since his rookie kind of mental debacle he had there. Um, but, you know, that's part of growing up. It's part of the game. Um, you learn from it. Um, and he was amazing when he was there back with Eli. I, would I like also to see... think they would utilize him better than the Cowboys would, personally. Yeah, 100%. Especially if you look at uh, the weapons right now for the Giants. You know, I know you have Darius Slayton, Wandale Robinson. Um, You've lost you tra- Kadarius Tony. Yeah, you lost Kadarius Tony. So you might – you might as well make the push, especially with what Dabal was able to do with the Giants this year. You know, they weren't supposed to be as good as they are. I know they kind of fell off later in the year, but That's for how good they are related though. Yeah. Yeah. Injury bug bites everyone, but I, I would like to see the Giants get him back. Um, but maybe it's just because I think the Cowboys are just way too rich and I fucking hate to watch them win. I, yeah, I it is. Uh, I mean, he was at the basketball game the other night, Mika Parsons and all them. It is uh, – it's interesting, man. It's interesting to see what's going to happen with him. It's interesting to see how it's went this far with him playing this, like, fantasy football game kind of of a free agency. Um, I know I have a lot of pe- – I have a person in both my leagues that have him rocking on their bench right now just praying they make the playoffs and then they, he, he starts and they can throw him in and just fuck everyone up. But, um, yeah, dude, I think I, – I personally think the Giants are going to be the best, the best fit for him and they're going to utilize him the most and I think he can become a star. I think on the Cowboys, there's too many other big guys out there that he he'll still perform well. I'm not I'm not knocking. I'm not I'm not trying to say he wouldn't play well in the Cowboys. He would be more of the face of the offense on the Giants than he would in the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on from that, let's get back to one of uh, Odell's old teammates, uh, where this kind of whole thing fell apart, and that is Baker Mayfield. As we all know, uh, recently Baker Mayfield has not really produced. Um, since he left Cleveland, uh, we know he's had some stints with Carolina, and now he finds himself on the Rams. Um, now, given the situation, you know, a lot of quarterbacks this year have gone down with injury. You look at the 49ers, you know, they had lost Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're rocking with Mr. Irrelevant, uh, Mr. Brock Purdy, but they felt confident enough in him that they were going to stay with him. As for the Rams, you know, Matthew Stafford goes on the IR this year with his injury, and you're having to roll with Chris Wofford. And you got Coop Cup out. And, and Coop Allen Cup. Robinson. And Allen Robinson, yeah. 
a lot of things just not going good for you. Look, if you're the Rams, why not? It's a veteran quarterback sitting there on the waiver that like maybe he just needs the right coach to kind of put him back on track. I don't know. I don't know what the right move is, but for the Rams, I think it is a risk worth taking. You know, you have nothing to lose at this point. Yeah, you're probably not making the playoffs, so. Yeah, you're not making the playoffs. Stafford's at that where he's probably on his way out um, sooner rather than later. Um, Baker's still young, not old. Like, he's in that weird, like, he should be approaching his prime. He's like a young vet. He's like a young vet. Yeah, a young vet. You just don't – you don't really know um, what you're getting out of him. But I think the worst – I think the risk is well worth the reward. You know, it's one of those situations where, like, you're not really – you're not putting a lot of chips on the table for this guy. You know, it's not like you're putting all your eggs in one basket for Baker. You just kind of you're you, you hooked him to the line, and you're throwing him out there and you see what you can reel in. So fuck it. Why why not? Pull a little Scott Martin, you know, see what you got on the trail. Do your thing. You know, Baker, best of luck to you. Figure it figure it out if you want to I just it think out. it's ironic how like I'm not like I'm I'm not saying Baker is good. I'm not I'm not I'm not stating that. I'm not saying anything at all in that context. What I am saying though is it's ironic that excuse me it's ironic that baker's going to the rams when like everyone's injured and they suck because now it's just like bro he can't catch a fucking break he just gets like on shitty team and a shitty team but zach i I was i was talking to somebody about it today i can't remember who it was but or yesterday and it was like how fucking baker mayfield of him would it be to just ball out like the three or four weeks he plays on the fucking rams you know just suck dick on the panthers and then come for like Three to four games, you have no expectations, and then you just ball out. Yeah. I mean, if anyone can do it, it's probably Sean McVay. That man's a genius. He's got – if so, I mean, best of luck. Hopefully they figure it out. I love Sean McVay. I I hate to see him not be so good, especially with the talent they have. I know you haven't had uh, Aaron Donald a lot this year. We haven't heard his name a lot due to injuries. Um, You know, Bobby Wagner towards the end. Jalen Ramsey isn't isn't his prime self, but – um, I'm sure Sean McVay will be able to figure things out. But moving on from our new segment, let's get into the Week 14 games. As we already discussed, Thursday night will be covered in our TikTok. I'll be handling that responsibility this week. So if you want to know who our picks and betting props are for that week, stay tuned for the video. That'll be dropping either tonight or tomorrow or based off when this video drops last night or today. But our first game, moving into the Sunday spread, is the first game of our 1 p.m. on CBS. That is the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Now, Buffalo is opening up at minus nine and a half point favorites. Um, Now, look, we know from Buffalo's side of things, Von Miller's out for the year due to his ACL injury. That's a huge hit to that Buffalo defense. You lose a key pass rush. Your defense is going to be out. Um, I know Matt Milano is also dealing with some injuries. I don't know if he'll be ready to go at game time. But on the other side of things, you look at the Jets, you know, Mike White isn't necessarily the answer for the Jets. You know, I don't think he's going to be the building block as he was Zach Wilson or how they envisioned him to be. But, you know, he still keeps them in games. They keep him close enough. Um, and outside of that, if you look at their first meeting between the two, the Jets were able to pull out a win. But that wasn't due to their offense. It was because their defense was able to play well enough to allow the offense to take the lead and then maintain it throughout. I think we're going to expect something similar. Um I think, you know, the Jets are going to be able to keep it close enough. So I'm going to take the Jets plus nine and a half. And I think it would be smart enough to take the over, which is at 44. I think Buffalo is just too high powered. But I do think Mike White's going to be able to put up points at least one or two drives. So I'm going to roll with Jets plus nine and a half and the over. Grayson, what do you think? 
I think going on the Mike White thing, well, first of all, Zach, this is a little battle for New York here. You know, you got a little Buffalo, New York, a little New Jersey, but New York Jets, a little New York battle going on. First time they played was awesome. Um, I mean, even the Jets last week versus the Vikings played well. Their defense is good. The thing I want to note, though, Zach, is the difference in the Jets right now, in my opinion, is the players playing for Mike White. They did not play for Zach Wilson. You could tell there was like a tension or there was a not trust or not a not a not a relationship between them and Zach Wilson. Like there was something off, and you could tell. And and Zach Wilson also sucks. And we've said this on the pod for the past year and a half. Mike White is like you said, he's not the answer, but he's the short term solution in my opinion. And the players play for him. They've all spoken highly about him. They're wearing Mike White t-shirts going on to the jet, going on their going on their jet ride. You know, they play for him, and he's putting his nutsack on the table game in and game out. You know, so when you ask for a guy like this, all you ask for him to do is give his all, and he's giving his all. Do I think he's going to win a Super Bowl or do anything crazy? No, he probably won't even be the starter next year. They'll probably get a quarterback in the draft. But for the time being, because you got to keep – shout out Bentley Sanders. you got to keep your head where your feet are. Mike White's your guy. Rock with him. I think another determining factor in this game is which Josh Allen are we going to get? Are we going to get – Beginning of the season, oh my gosh, the Bills are steamrolling everyone. He's going to win the freaking MVP, Josh Allen. Or are we going to get the Josh Allen that's been on this turnover machine? I think that's going to be the key to this game. I don't think I don't think it's the production of the Jets. I don't think it's the Jets' defense. I think this game is won or lost, or at least the spread is won or lost on Josh Allen. I think it depends what Josh Allen shows up. But yeah. I like that. I'm going to take the Jets 9.5. I'm not going to take the over, though, but I will take Jets plus 9.5. Our next game, though, um, you know, I don't have much to say, but it's the Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. As we all know, the Bengals are riding a little high, coming off their Chiefs victory. Seems like they always beat the Chiefs no matter what. I think they're 3-0 or 4-0 um, since Joe Burrow got there against them. So looks like we found Patrick Mahomes' kryptonite, and it may just be Sam Hubbard. As for Cleveland, you know, just look. Avoid keeping Deshaun's name in the headlines unless he's playing good football. But, I mean, his first game back, not great. But then again, did it need to be because their defense ended up putting 32 fantasy points up because they had three defensive touchdowns. That's a little bit insane. But then again, you're playing the you're playing the Texans, dude. And I don't even think they had Derek Stingley, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, I mean, it's the Texans. Who, who gives a shit? For me yeah. personally. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I think since he's uh, going to want to – gonna walk away from this one pretty easily um if i'm not mistaken i'll try to look and see yeah so while you're looking that up i'll give my input real quick deshaun watson i've i've said this for the longest time do i think he's a bad quarterback absolutely not but do i think he was worth 400 million absolutely fucking not the dude what what has he done to prove to you he deserved 400 million he, he went to one playoff and lost he hasn't done shit does he have the ability and potential? Yes, but I don't think you should be paid and rewarded on potential. I think you should be paid and rewarded on results, and I don't think he's done it. I don't think he's going to have that great of a career at Cleveland. I really don't. I think he's overhyped. I think all this debacle shit with the massages and stuff, I think that's in his head. I just don't think he's – I think they bit, they bit off a little more than they could choose, Zach. I mean, dude, his stats against the fucking Texans – 12 for 22, 131 yards, zero touchdowns, a pick, and a 28.5 QBR. Yeah. 28.5 um, 
five QBR. Yeah, I agree. Now, on the other thing, though, real quick, Cincinnati, like you said, they're on a tear right now. They're four and one in their last five, four game win streak. You know, their last loss was the Cleveland Browns. Cincinnati's a weird team to me. They're a team that has the potential to beat everyone, but they also have the potential to lose to everyone. You know, they're a weird, they're a weird team. They're a weird team. I, I do think the Bengals pulled this one out. Um, I don't know what the spread is for this game. Well, Cincy minus six. I'll take Cincy minus six. See, I'm not, and here's why. Joe Burrow is 0-4 against the Browns in his career. He has never beaten the Browns. He's never yeah. beaten the Browns. First time for that everything, is, though, brother. Yep, but here's why. I'm going to say this. I think it's because that Browns pass rush is just too much for that young Cincinnati O-line. I think they just drop what they drop their seven in coverage and then they only they don't even need to blitz anyone they miles garrett is gonna get home like he's that's just how it is joe bro is just not gonna have a lot of time to work with look if he wants to hit samaji p ryan and um mixon out of the backfield in the flats and his checkdowns all game long go for it i don't think that's gonna be enough look you weren't even able to beat him when they had jacoby Brissett and baker mayfield i doubt you're gonna be able to beat him now especially if deshaun does get back to who he was whether he does or does, doesn't, I'm not going to say who's going to win outright, not confident enough to take money line. I just don't think the Bengals, if they do win, are going to be able to cover the plus six. Yeah, I just don't see it working out like that. I personally am going to take Browns plus six in this one. I think the Browns need to abuse Nick Chubb this game. Don't I feel like in the la, in their last game, they tried, they tried too hard to like display Deshaun. Fuck Deshaun abuse Nick Chubb and then that would open up Deshaun naturally rather than forcing it. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I think that's a smarter move. However, we've seen the Browns do this um in years past where they just are so adamant with passing the ball that they're just like, oh Nick Chubb, we know you're the greatest running back in the league right now. You're getting maybe 10 touches today. Yeah, it's so stupid, bro. It's so fucking stupid. Who knows? It seems like whenever they play the Bengals, that's another thing with the Bengals though. They don't have that good of a run defense. So if Nick Chubb starts cooking early, Bengals are kind of fucked. That's just GGs. That's just, and I would really bless my fantasy team going into this post, this uh, fantasy football playoffs. Yes, I agree. Moving on from that, though, we have our next game. It is the Houston Texans versus the Dallas Cowboys. We talked about the Battle of New York. Let's talk about the Battle of Kicks. Yeah. Yeehaw, baby. Um, as, look, look Holy at Holy shit. Texas, the Cowboys are a minus 16 and a half favorite. That's one hundred per. The Cowboys are minus sixteen and a half favorite. That's a one hundred percent lock. Texans plus sixteen and a half, hundred percent. I don't think a single game this year, and I might be wrong, but I did see this at least a couple weeks ago. It could have changed recently. I don't think a single game this year where a team was over ten points spread is covered. Yeah, um, down to rock with that pick. Yeah, I think I think Vegas is just a little too hot on the Cowboys right now. You know, they had that great win last week. Look, I'll give it to them. They played great. They beat the shit out of people who gave up. 17 points, though, dude, in an NFL game? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, let me look at the injuries for the Texans. Derek Singley is questionable. Nico Collins is questionable. Um they have a lot of they have a lot of people out on defense. That's I think that's why the Texans are a little sketch. They I'm telling did. you, bro. I'm telling you, sixteen and a half is not going to hit. That's way too much. Yeah, I will say this. Um, I'm gonna 
for the Texans side of things, they did announce that Davis Mills would regain the starting job. I don't think he should have lost the starting job anyway. Who started last week? Kyle Allen, which was a fucking joke. Um, That's smart. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Great idea, considering they both suck. But um, I, I, I at least think you have a chance with Davis Mills, I guess. But regardless, I, I'm with you on that. I don't have much to say other than, you know, Dallas is hot as of late. I think in their last five, they're one, two, yeah, four and one. Their only loss coming that OT loss to um, Green Bay. They stomped on Minnesota, only beat the Giants by eight, and then stomped on Indy. You know, they shouldn't come out hot as some Texans are 0-5 in their last five. They're not doing good at all. Um, but, yeah. No, I don't think you. the Texans are going to win. I just don't think they're going to lose by 17. Yeah. So, we'll do we'll do Texans plus 16 and a half. Why not? I'm down with it. Um, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Cowboys are going to do what they do every year. They're going to look really good. They're probably end the season, like, 11 and five or 12 and 12 and five. And then they're going to just shit the bed in the first round of the playoffs, which is what they do every fucking year. So. Yep. I agree. Moving on, we have our next game. And this one is one of the most interesting matchups that we were looking at. This might be the most interesting game this week. Yeah. And that is the Minnesota Vikings heading to Detroit to take on the Detroit lions. This is another one o'clock game on Fox. Detroit opens up. At a minus two and a half, minus three favorite, I minus believe. Minus two and a half, yeah. Yeah, minus two and a half. Look, I'm going to be honest. I was a little skeptical looking at this because when you look at Minnesota, they're a 10 and two team. They're supposed to be good. Dalvin's cooking. Justin Jefferson's cooking. Kirk Cousins is, you know, getting diamond grills and lighting shit up for them. Good for them. And for Detroit side of things, you know, I, I mean, dude, I get. I guess Detroit's four and one in their last five. They're playing great football. Yeah, I agree. Um, here's some things to note. Jamison Williams returns this week. That's right. Jamison Williams. Right. DJ Chark is getting his stride. Amon Ross St. Brown's doing his thing, and Jamal Williams and, Deon- and DeAndre Swift are doing their thing in the backfield. Is DeAndre Swift back? He's been back, but Jamal okay. Williams there um, now. Now, here's Here's yeah, but you forgot a very important thing as well that you didn't list. What is this that? is a 1 p.m. game. Oh, 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins. It's 1 oh, p.m. Shit. Kirk Cousins. Oh shit. But regardless, let me let me let me throw this out there. Against two of the best offenses this year, and the Buffalo Bills and the Eagles, the Lions have lost by a combined six points. Damn. Yeah, Dan Campbell knows how to play up to that level of competition. Dan Campbell. Dude, how do you not love him? Like, I'm not even a fucking Lions fan. I want them to win just because of him. Yeah, I also think their social media team is fucking awesome. Yeah, they have a really Um, good – yeah, they do a good job. They're just so likable. How do you not like them? Yeah, I agree. Um, You know what? Fuck it. I'm riding with Detroit. I know everyone – give me Detroit two and a half. Fuck Fuck the Vikings. Vikings. I think they're the worst ten and two team ever. Um, I'm not. Big I think fan. they underutilized Dalvin Cook like crazy, and it makes no sense to me. Okay, here's why: their head coach is a former quarterback, so his entire play sheet is just designed around yeah. asses. Which I get it, but dude, you have fucking Dalvin Cook, bro. Like, come on. And then you have Dalvin Cook's twin, Alexander Madison, right behind it. So like, and they just don't abuse them, bro. You. They could have the nastiest one-two punch combo. Nasty. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Who knows? 
We're going to take Detroit, though. Dan Campbell, they're hot. They're 4-1. and one. Let's take a 5-1. and one. Let's stick it to the Lions. Or, yeah, stick it to the Vikings. Do your thing. Damn, if they win, they'll be 6-7. Yeah, and That would be crazy. The Lions at 6-7. and seven. What do you think? Yeah, what was their what was their uh their win total going into the season? Probably like four. Um, I'm look it up right now. Yeah, Detroit Lions. It was six and a half. Interesting. Very interesting. That's a little sketchy. I don't like that. That is such a fucking weird line. Dude. I don't like that at all, man. Fuck. I would not have bet on that. Honestly, Yo, shout out to Rutgers, though. They were supposed to get four wins this year, and they got five, and I know some people that won some money on that. So, Shiano, although it's very slow, you are making progress. Yes, slowly but surely. Um, on the other side of things, or speaking of progress, I should say, or who's not making progress, let's look at the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. As we already said earlier, Tennessee kind of in that weird state where they're leading their division. However, they just fired their GM. At the sake of Mike Vrabel, I don't blame them. We, you already heard our talking points on that. Um, look, this game, I believe. Uh, Tennessee's a minus four. Tennessee's minus four? Oh, yeah. Um, Both teams are three and two in their last five. Yeah, dude, I, it's a weird game. It's a really weird game. Really weird game. Um. You know, the Jags lately have been lost, win, lost, win, loss. So I'm feeling a win coming. But I don't think the Titans are going to lose three in a row. So I'm I, – damn, that's hard. Oh, man, it's a weird fucking game. The Jaguars just got blown the fuck out by Detroit. So – and the Titans just got blown out by Philly. Uh, you know – Super weird fucking game, Zach Watts. Yeah, you know what? I'm not touching Let's, this. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, moving on. We'll just say we'll just say Mike Grable's the man, and uh, Trevor Lawrence will continue to build on. If I had a gun, if I had a gun to my head, I'm picking the Titans, but I'm not going to give you guys a pick. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give a pick. Yeah. Um. If you degenerates want a gambling reason to bet on this game, how about you bet on the over? Because I guarantee you, Derrick Henry's probably going to score some touchdowns and. Trevor Lawrence. Doug, bet on, Doug. Bet, on Derek, bet on Derrick Henry two touchdowns and bet on fucking um, Travis Etienne with touchdown. Fair. I was going to say just bet Doug Peterson's fat balls don't fit in through the doors. Yes. Um, yes. Um, God, I love yes. Doug EP, bro. Yeah. Over under on their circumference of Doug EP's balls, um, 18. Doug EP and, uh, and, and, uh, and Dan Campbell need to have a ball sack measuring competition at the, at the end of the season. Because those two men let their shit hang. Yeah, let me just write down that in my notes. 30-minute mark, um, ball sack measurement contest. Our um, next game coming in at 1 p.m. we got another rivalry game. It seems like this is the week of rivalries in, call, yeah. in uh, the National Football League. Philadelphia Eagles, who are unanimously the number one team in the country right now, going to the New York Giants at 1 p.m. on Fox. I don't have too, 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 too much to say on this game, Zach Watts. Philadelphia is coming in at a minus seven. We already talked about this. The Giants have been just getting killed by injuries this year. It's just not been their year with injuries. Um, I do believe Dane Belton's coming back. Also, shout out Dane Belton. Happy birthday. We love you. Um, the 
I mean, the Eagles, they've been eagling it. The, the fucking Giants, bro, started off so hot, and then they're fucking three. They're, they're one, three, and one in their last five. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take the – I'm going to be honest. I'm going to take the Eagles minus seven in this one, um, personally. Only reason I say – actually – Damn, wait. When, they, when the Eagles last played the Commanders, was it? Who? Yeah, when they played the Commanders, was it at home? 32-21 at home. Yeah, they lost. Oh, so this is an away game. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to respect Dabble here. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say fuck it. Let's take Dabble squad uh, plus seven. We don't have to touch it. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a confident enough pick. I'm just going to push that to the side. Um, I will bet My that... non-betting pick is the Eagles are going to win. That's just my non... Like, that's just my bro-to-bro talk. Yeah. Um, my betting prop is the over-under on UV light that could go off Brian Dabble's head is going to be at least eight. Um, I think you could get a solid tan you off think, that. You think he... Uh, so, I asked Mr. Janereth, um if he washed his head, and he said he does because it's your head that smells, not your hair. You think Dabble? You think Dabble washes his head? Um, I'm gonna say this: that shit is like too perfect of a bald spot. So like, there's no way he doesn't like walk into like a New York barber shop where it's like no white guys, and he just like asks for asks them to like line. And they get like up. a buffer machine, and they're just fucking buffering the top of his head. Yeah, I was gonna say like that one story about how like if there's one guy that uses elbow grease, it's like number one is Zach Watts, and number <laughs> and then it's Brian Dabble's head. <laughs> They just like scoop a gallon of elbow grease. They just start rubbing that shit in. They just rubbing that shit in. They have one of those like buffering machines that janitors at high schools use, and they're just fucking buffering his fucking head. Yeah, he's just sitting there. He's sitting he's there, like, just reading a playbook like a magazine while they're fucking cleaning his head. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. You think uh, if we threw? You think if you think if it was uh if the game was in Florida and we threw a fucking piece of cheese on his head and would melt on it, it's that fucking clean. You know, I was thinking you could crack an egg and you could at least get an omelet. You can you, could, you think you could a- you actually think you could cook a meal on his head? <laughs> I I definitely wouldn't cook any meats unless you're trying to go like super like blue chip rare. But like if you want like an egg, like a like a soft serve egg, like I you probably do it. You probably do it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I think if we made him run some laps and, and stand in the sun in Miami, we could probably get a meal off that head. Yeah, um, he definitely. Use, I wonder how much like sunscreen he has to put on that shit. Oh, he, he has to. No, you have to. You have to, because yeah. he's a pale man as well. He's not Zach Watts pale, but he's a pale man. Yeah, you know, I yeah. ask, what do you think the purpose serves like? What's the difference between having like just hair on the side and that bald spot and just going fucking bald? Like, what? I think it's a I think it's a maturity thing. Like you have to be a fucking man to just rock the bald. And listen, listen, I am going to be bald. Every man in my family is bald. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm content with it. I know at one point in my life I'm gonna be fucking bald. So I'm not shitting on him for being bald. Yeah. I just think out of all the bald people, he has a very elite status. Of baldness, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we have, we got to do our uh, we got to have a 
Mount Rushmore of like bald heads. Yes, like, I agree. Like, let's let's know. drop let's drop a top ten bald heads in sports. Damn, that's fire. Um, Michael Jordan is my pick for number one. <laughs> number two is Mr. Clean. I'm gonna put Dana White up there too for sure. Yeah, uh, Richard ooh. Jefferson. He's got a good bald head. Ooh, I was gonna say if we weren't going the sports route, Joe Rogan, just because of like how Joe Rogan and Dave Joe Chappelle. Sport, Joe Rogan sport affiliated. Okay, fair. But what about Dave Chappelle? You think he would make the cut? Is nah, is he's bald, but he's not like iconically bald. Iconically bald would be iconically bald. Mm. Bald community. I say Mike Tyson. He's not. He's not. Uh... Yeah, he's like more like late term bald. Yeah, he's late term bald. I want like I want like like it, I was fucking dudes up while fighting or like while on my sport while I had no hair. Yeah. We'll make a list. We'll we'll drop a list. We'll drop a list of top ten bald athletes or Stay top tuned. ten top ten bald heads in sports. Yes, fair enough. Um, we're gonna keep it moving though. Our next game. Wow, that's so distracting. Our next game is it rivalry between the Baltimore Ravens heading to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this will be our last 1 p.m. game of the day, also on CBS. Um, look, for the Ravens side of things, Lamar Jackson will be out due to his ankle injury. Um, you know, this is a little weird, man, because I don't really trust Kenny Pickett, despite him not throwing four interceptions the last couple games. Um, or no, he hasn't had an interception in his last four games, excuse me. But, you know, we saw that little temper tantrum that George Pickens had. He kind of downplayed it saying, you know, I was just frustrated because I wasn't getting the ball. But like, dude, you fucking threw a bitch fit. Like, let's be honest. If you're not happy your quarterback's not getting you the ball and you think you're open, talk about it. Like, you deserve to have that right. Speak up. You're man. Like, hey. But, hey, if you're trying to save face and, you know, trying to keep that shit behind doors, I respect it to each their own. As for the Ravens side of things, you know, they pulled out a lucky win over the lackluster Broncos, uh, their Bronco country team. But Bronco country know, has not been riding. Yeah, at all. Um, that They should probably put that horse down and just save it. Um, that is not the secretariat we thought he was. Um, regardless, mm, am I still – yeah. Mm, Pittsburgh's coming know. in a minus two and a half. I'm gonna be bold. You can. You're entitled to your own pick. I don't want you to pick because of me. I want you to pick what you want to pick. I'm gonna take Ravens plus two and a half. I was just gonna say I'm gonna take Ravens. I know it's weird and it sounds stupid, but it just seems like it is. It seems like it's too easy to pick the Steelers. And Stu said it the best. This is the WWE, bro. This shit's all scripted. I mean, look at that Brady comeback. That shit was. I'm not going on this rant, but anyways, give me the Ravens. Give me Ravens plus two and a half. Huntley is obviously not the caliber of quarterback that Lamar is, but he's still good enough to run the offense for its production to be be good. As well as they don't have to run a lot of points; they just have to shut down the picket, which isn't that hard. So I like I like the I like Baltimore winning. It's a it's a very historic rivalry game. You know, when I think of this game, I think of old school Joe Flacco, old school Ben Roethlisberger in the championship. Give me the Ravens plus two and a half. Yeah, I agree. Now. I don't have much more to say about that game. Let's move on to our next game. Um, moving into our 4 p.m. time slot games, we have a 4:05 game between the Kansas City Chiefs and, wouldn't you know it, the Denver Broncos. This game will be in my high city. Um, look, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Broncos country has not been riding. They struggle to score more than 10 points per game, and I can't remember the last time the Chiefs scored less than 20 points in a game. So because of that, 20 minus 10 is a 10-point difference, and wouldn't you know it, the spread is 9.5. 
Give me the Chiefs I, minus. I nine. might buy the half though. I might do Chiefs minus nine. Fair enough. I will agree. Yeah, we buy the half. I agree with you, the Chiefs. So I just think, although Denver sucks, they don't suck because of their defense. I yes. need Patty to eat. He's on my fucking fantasy team. I need him to ball. But yes. I think it's just sa- it's safe to just buy the half. It's not going to kill you. It's, it's not. It's not. Yeah, let's just take Broncos. All right. Yeah. Sorry. No, Chief, Chiefs minus nine by the half. Chiefs minus nine by the half. Fair enough. Our next game. Let's keep it. Wait, this. real quick. Before we move on to that, I got a question for you, Zach. Yes. If Russ still sucks ass in this game, do they bench him? No. You fire Nathaniel Hackett. You have to. Yeah. I don't know why Nathaniel Hackett continues to have a job. Look, if you paid a quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars, I don't care if his arms and legs fall off. He has to stay on the field. Like, you you have obviously shown that you are buying into him. Build around him. Now, I don't know if you saw the video breakdown um, of the comparisons, but that – look, I'm not saying Russ is – doesn't deserve any blame. He deserves a good amount of blame. He has not been playing up to the caliber he should. But the plays that they're running – are not working what they're trying to do their o-line is just garbage you know i've been watching like i've been tuning into their game just because i want to see like what's been going wrong you have players running routes that are like two yards apart that's not good depth that's not that's not working through your plays a good amount it's not well coached it's not well coached and that's very apparent they can't pick up blitz packages when they bring up more than four or five man pressures russ is immediately being pressured and having to throw right away and look I get it. If you're the best quarterback in the world, you could probably hit your target or predict where your receiver is going to be. He hasn't even guys a full year. He's not going to be able to be on that same page game in and game out. Yeah, he doesn't have that chemistry with those guys yet. Yeah, he's just not there yet. And, you know, you see his fucking defense snapping at him and shit, and Russ is kind of just taking it on the chin and rolling with it. You know, if Russ wanted to, Russ could be like, look, my coach fucking sucks. So, you know, I'm not I'm not totally going to knock him out yet. I saw how good he was with Seattle. Um, yeah, but, you but know, Pete Carroll knew how to use him better. Did yeah, Pete like, Carroll. I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that that uh, what the fuck's his name, the coach for the the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett. I'm not saying Nathaniel Hackett's good. I'm not saying that at all. I think he's fucking atrocious and he shouldn't be a head coach. But I, there there is blame still on Russ though. It's not all. You can't just be like, oh, Russ is good. No, no, there is still blame on Russ. Yeah. yeah. And I watched the Richard Sherman podcast where he was talking about. By the way. When Richard Sherman was in the league, I was not a big fan of him. As an analyst and podcaster, big fan. Big fan. Man, graduated from Stanford. He knows what the fuck he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, literally. He talks about it. He's like, Pete Carroll knew Russ on a personal level that he was able to coach him. He knew how to calm Russ down. He knew how to get Russ fired up. He knew how to get Russ back into rhythm. Hackett and Russ don't have a fucking relationship. That's his name, right? Hackett, right? Yeah. Hackett and Russ don't have a relationship. And I'm a extremely large believer when it comes to football, a quarterback and coach need to be like father and son. When it comes to baseball, a pitcher and coach need to be like father and son. That I'm a extremely large believer in that. In MMA, you and your head coach should be like father and son. You don't have that relationship. All right, in the NFL, it should be like, it shouldn't be father and son, but it should be a fucking relationship. Like you should, that should be like family. Hackett and Russ don't have a relationship at all. Yeah, the way I see it is, as a head coach, you should know what time your quarterback busts a nut when he, before he goes to bed at night. No, you should know, Luke. Even though Brady and Belichick fought like crazy, they knew each other like the back of their fucking dick. 
And that's what helped them succeed so much. Yes, I agree. Speaking of Tom Brady, our next game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, San Francisco 49ers. Now, the 49ers are opening opening up at minus three and a half favorites. That is However, mm, that's so stupid. Here is what I'm going to say. I can't remember the last time Tom Brady lost to a rookie quarterback. Couldn't tell you. And you're telling me Mr. Irrelevant is going to beat the GOAT? Not on my fucking watch. Look, I respect okay. Kyle Shanahan. I like Christian McCaffrey. I like Debo Samuel. I like George Kittle. But I love Tom Brady. And despite my hatred for Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich and how bad they have completely screwed this Bucks team in the ground, and I can tell you how bad that they suck this past primetime game, having to watch them literally go 55 minutes of shit football for Tom Brady to pull it out of his ass, which, by the way, could have been rigged. No, this should show you how bad the play calling is. Could've if you were play, you were playing that bad through fifty five minutes, but then when it gets to a two minute offense where Brady gets to call the play, you know Brady himself, runs it. Yeah, Brady runs it. Yeah, notice how fucking amazing that shit went. That 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 shouldn't happen. That's it. Might have been rigged, but you know. It, yes, but either way, there's no fucking way Tom's losing to, to the 49ers. bro. Give me, give me, um, <clears throat> give me the bucks plus three and a half. Brady's yes. going to eat. He's going to feed the fuck out of Mike Evans. He's going to bless my fantasy team. Um, as well as, is this Brady's future team? I was just thinking that. I was like, if he leaves, I was like, that team is very suited for him. Got I was every, thinking. They got everything they need besides a quarterback. And also, oh. also, listen, listen. I might be going a little far conspiracy theorist, theorist here, Zach. But hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Before the game last week, was it? No, no, no. It was. Was it? It was two weeks ago that Jimmy G got hurt, or last week? Last week. No, 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 no. No, he got hurt against the Dolphins. I think. Before, before the game, ESPN dropped a notification that stated Jimmy G and Forty Niners are looking to contract agreements, as they believe he's their guy. And he just gets injured. I don't know. It's a little weird. It's um, a little too coincidental for Grayson Fisher. You know, what I'm going to say, if Tom Brady does not end up – if Tom Brady does end up leaving at the end of this year. I want him to leave. I want fucking Lamar. Give me Lamar. I want – I've said it, so I, I want Lamar. Yeah. Um, if he does leave. If he doesn't go to the 49ers, like you said, you know where I could see him? Miami. No, they're not going to get rid of him. Las Vegas. Give him Devontae Adams. Give him Darren Waller. Give him Josh Jacobs. Yeah, but you got to get rid of that coach. You got to get rid of the coach. Bring in. Yes, they bring in Sean Payton. Sean Payton said he's coming back. Now, Say that one um, more time. Say it. Give, give me the rundown one more time just so I can clip it for TikTok. I've already written it down. I said 46-minute mark. Tom Brady is going to the Raiders. They're going to sign Sean Payton. Sean Payton was just on Tom Brady's podcast, by the way, over there slurping each other off. This man is going to go take over that Raiders team. He's going to say, Derek Carr, go fuck yourself. Give me Josh Jacobs. Give me Darren Waller. Give me my key white boy wide receiver in Hunter Renfro. You know, he had Julian Edelman. He had Scotty Miller. He's going to go get Hunter Renfro. He's going to have his tight end in Darren Waller. He doesn't need to bring Gronk back. Give him. Devontae, Collins, whoever. 
let it ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. You have I him like that, Zach Watts. I like that a lot. Yeah, you have him and Patty in the same division till he retires. Let me let me see it. That's must watch television. He gets to shit on Russ every week. Fine with that. Gets to gets to play Justin Herbert every week, bro. Easy money. Easy money. Just saying. Just saying. And we get Lamar. And we get Lamar. Exactly. Um, moving on from that, let's get into our uh our last 425 uh, slot game. That is the Carolina Panthers versus Seattle Seahawks. Look, I don't have much to say. No, I, have nothing, I have absolutely nothing to say about this game. If you want to skip it, you can. I don't give a shit about this game. I do feel I need to point this out. I love Geno Smith. I'm a big Top Geno Smith guy. Big Geno guy. What he's done this year. Pete Carroll, you're the man for giving him a chance. He not only stayed with you, he said, fuck your trade. Excuse me. Fuck your trade for Drew Locke. I'm going to get this job. This is my team. Everyone on that team loves him. He's been playing amazingly. He's doing everything right, no matter what. Keep it going. I hope they get a playoff win. I hope they – I pray they get I, a playoff dude, win. Dude, I fuck with Gino. And, like, and like we talked about um, – when we talked about the receivers, he actually dishes it out to everyone. It's not just a DK. And I think that's why – and I think that makes Tyler Lockett better, and I think it makes DK better because teams don't have to just focus on DK. Yeah, Why is my freaking background going crazy? I don't know. But the way I see it is, is teams can't double DK because they know Gino's smart enough to be like, all right, I'm not – I'm fine with not throwing to him. I can yeah, throw to Marquise. Towards the end of Russ's career, he's like, oh, I fucking DK down there somewhere. Damn it. <laughs> um, regardless, that's all I have to say about that. Let's get into our prime. Starting off with Sunday Night Football. As we all know, this is on NBC or Peacock where you can watch it. Um, and that is the Miami Dolphins at the Los Angeles Chargers. Miami comes in at a now, minus three favorite. This is an interesting game to me because when these two quarters, this is basically like I wrote in the notes, Tua versus Herbert. Um, when these this quarterback class came up, it was kind of like these were the two guys to get. It was like, who do you get, Herbert or Tua? A lot of controversy still to this day, Zach. There's a lot of arguments on who's the better quarterback. Um, we've said it every – I feel like we say it every fucking time we talk about the NFL. The Chargers are the best team that sucks. Like they have ev- – they have literally every single factor to be a Super Bowl team, and they just can't put it together. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, two is just kind of been the man this year. He's leading in Pro Bowl votes. Uh, votes deservingly so he's been playing out of his mind um he's got both of his receivers in the top five and uh, wide receiver yardage um that being in Tyree Kill and uh Jalen Waddle as for the Chargers you know they just continue to struggle in close games um yeah usually most of the games they lose are one score games or point games even so with that being said I'm gonna take Chargers plus three um it it just seems a little too easy to take the Dolphins minus three they feel like they should cover but Chargers are one of those teams where it feels like they're going to lose by, like, one point. It, it just seems like one of those games. Um, so, that's what I'm riding with. I oh, think, so, you don't even think the Chargers are going to win. You just think it's going to be close as shit. Yeah, it's either the Chargers are going to win or they're going to lose by one point. That's just – that's how it is. Um, I want to take that over so bad, but that is so – No, it's it's so easy it's not going to hit. Yeah. It's, it, the problem it, is it's so easy to pick that it won't hit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, So, let's stay away from it. Give me just give me my chargers uh, plus three. 
our last game, our Monday night football, 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. We will obviously have a TikTok drop that will do a little more in-depth analysis on it as we do every Thursday and Monday. Check us out on TikTok. Check us out on all our social medias at Clocks in the Stove. The New England Patriots are going to the West Coast to play the Arizona Cardinals. It's a long flight, long, long flight. The Patriots are coming in at a minus one and a half. All I have to say, I'm going to let you go on this because this is your team and you know um, a lot better than I do. All I have to say is, do I think Cliff Kingsbury is that good of a coach? No. But why is this not just now becoming shocking? He was five and seven every single year at Texas Tech. He literally, bro, I I can't name you off the top of my head right now, another man who has gotten fired as a Division I coach and then was hired as an NFL coach. That makes absolutely no no sense to me. But I'm not just going to sit here and bash Cliff. Kyler Murray sucks. I'm sorry. I've said it since he was in college. I said it when he got drafted. I said it now in the Cardinals. I don't know why they give him so much money. Kyler Murray is not that good. And I think if you put a better quarterback in their system and probably a better coach, they're a way better team. I think he sucks. I think he, he tries to do too much. And what we talked about last time we did the NFL pod, Zach, that you brought up, he has fucking no adjustments. He doesn't read the defense. And, like, as much as you don't fuck with Derek Carr, or even if you, even if you do, as much as you don't think Derek Carr is good, as good as, you know, his pre-snap adjustments are spectacular. Amazing. He's so good at calling out and changing the play. Even John Gruden used to talk about that. Kyler Murray, you call the play, that's what he's running. You know, you could be like, oh, we're doing a halfback dive, and they line up in fucking field goal block. He's going to halfback dive. You know what I mean? That's the issue yeah. with Kyler Murray. He, he has not changed. The issue with Kyler Murray is he has not changed his mental state of football from college to NFL. He tries to play the same way, and you can't. You can't. Yeah. Um, I completely agree with everything you said. My only issue is um, the Patriots can't decide what weeks they want to play offense and what weeks they can't. It seems you saw Mac Jones' frustration last game. Uh, they only run quick game. They only run screens. Matt Patricia's a fucking bitch, um, and I stand on that. He's uh, another I, example of a guy who got fired and then hired. Like, yeah, dude, pisses me the fuck off. Um, I hate watching. I can't even watch Patriots games anymore just because of how bad he is. I refuse to watch. Um, but you know, am I gonna be the dumbass that's gonna sit here and take the Patriots minus one and a half? Yes, because I I will never learn that. That's my fatal flaw, and unfortunately, that's what I'm going to ride with. Look, I think Ramondre – I'm going to take Patriots minus one and a half as well with you on that. Yeah. And to be honest, I just think this is one of those games where I think it's the Patriots' defenses that's going to end up winning them this game. I think they're going to be able to force enough stops and enough turnovers um, and get good enough field position that Matt Patricia can't possibly fuck it up. You know, trust Ramondre Stevenson to get uh, – excuse me, get some solid touches. Uh, expect the defense to shut down D-Hop because it looks like Kyler Murray only knows how to throw the ball his way. Yeah, D-hop. I know. It's <laughs> 600 yards, so, like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say. I hope the Patriots change their offensive ways sooner rather than later. My dream is that Josh McDaniels gets fired and Bill Belichick is like, return to me, my son, and just brings his ass back, um, Darth Vader style. Regardless... It's going to be a good Monday night football game. You know some bullshit's going to occur. You know it's the WWE, like Stu Balls. Shout out, Stu. Um, Shout out, Stu. Why not? Also, if Auburn gets Jim Leonard, I will fucking drive to South Tampa and slit Stu's throat. Just letting everyone know that right now. 
Yeah. Who did Jim Leonard coach for before this? He was the D coordinator at Wisconsin. Ah, uh, yeah. Fickle was like, yeah, we don't need him. You know, we don't we don't need a top five defense coordinator. We don't need a guy who's had our top five defense last three years, right? We don't need him. We don't need him. And Stu's like, oh, he'd look really good in orange and blue. And I was like, Stu, I'll fucking murder you if he goes to Auburn. Just write that down. Uh, 55 minutes, let Stu's throw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but hey, guys, that's all I got. It's everything from Zach Watts. Short and sweet pod. You know, sometimes it's just it's nice to just let y'all know the information and move on with our day. Thank you, guys. We had a spectacular college season. We're going to wrap it up doing really well with the NFL season. Um, either next week or the week after, we'll start giving our our um, early playoff predictions, like seedings, as well as maybe some awards we think could happen. Um, uh, the last thing, but not least, um, fantasy football. I am 13-0 in my one league. Might lose this week, but I locked up first place regardless. And in my other league, I am 9-4. and four. I'm second in my division. But if I lose, I take third in my division, which is bad because I want to I want to be as high as possible. So we need a big week this week, boys. We we want to make this money. I'm poor as fuck. I could definitely use the money. So that's all I got to say from me, Zach Watts. Yeah, uh, my side of fantasy football. I am playing for playoff contention. I am in it in I'm in it in one of my leagues. So long oh, you're as I do win. or die this week. In two leagues, I'm do or die. And oh, my God. The anxiety I would have. Yeah. Oh. Um, and here's the worst part is my ride or die is whether or not I beat Cole Joffrey. And if I lose to Cole Joffrey, they might as well make me fantasy bitch because I'll just kill myself. Um, <laughs> get this. What am I? I'm 3-10, and 10, and I've put up more points throughout the entire season than the kid that is in first place in our league. But you just get that, fucked on. I'm just getting fucked on. Um, I've actually. 125 points and I'm three and ten. So that should tell you the kind of I am having. Um on the other side of things, my one league, I started off seven and one, and I might not even make playoffs, even though I'm eight and fucking four. Um, because we have three other kids. No way. Or as well. So we have a four-way tie. Did you, have, was, did you have like crazy injuries that fucked your team? Like how did you just I fell off in that one? Um yeah, I'm pretty sure. I had, I I think it was just the buys. Like I ended up having a thing where like ev- like there was a four week span where every oh you week, said like inconvenient like buys, yeah. Where like one week I'd have two on buy, the next week two on buy, the next week two on buy, and then one like one would be on a why a buy, and then another guy would be injured. Like I it would just be like one of those, and then I ended up dropping super close games. Like dude, I lost one game last week, one hundred and fifty five to one fifty nine. Damn, like I'm putting up retarded numbers, and I'm just getting I'm just getting beat. Like. It's not my fantasy year. Last year was my year. I think I came in first in one league, second in another, and fourth in another. And this year, um, I'm riding pine, man. It it, it sucks. But, hey. Yeah, man. It, it is what it is, Hoss. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But that's all I got to say. Fox, Fox. motherfucking stove, team.